This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Tuesday, June 30th, 2009. I'm Caleb Brown. Hate crimes legislation on Capitol Hill already has the support of the president, but why is it necessary? David Ritger's legal policy analyst at the Cato Institute argues that if you want to give a platform to those who commit crimes in the name of hatred, hate crime laws are a good place to start. The faces of hate crimes, generally speaking, people go to bird and shepherd. These are what people use to get these things through. Yes, and the new legislation uh, would federalize crimes against uh, people motivated by uh, racism, uh, uh, gender motivated violence, uh, violence against homosexuals. But history shows us that these crimes are viewed as serious by the communities uh, where they occur, and these uh, perpetrators are prosecuted to the full extent of the law and receive lengthy prison terms. Uh, the uh, uh, homosexual man who was killed uh, because of his homosexuality, Matthew Shepard, uh, the two gentlemen who did that, uh, essentially crucifying him and leaving for dead on the side of the road, uh, both received two consecutive uh, life sentences. Uh, James Byrd, the black man who was dragged to death in Texas, the white supremacist who did so were all prosecuted successfully in a state court and received uh, lengthy prison terms as well. Uh, so if we're talking about crimes motivated by hate, they're already criminal and they already get prosecuted. Uh, and there simply is no need for this federalization of uh, what properly should be viewed as, uh, as state uh, police powers. Uh, people like Chuck Schumer, though, they, they don't draw a distinction between you being a decent person and uh, uh, your support for hate crime legislation. Yes, and the Senate Judiciary hearings on the hate crime legislation, uh, some of the senators showed, if, if not uh, an outright contempt for, uh, disregard for, at the very least, of uh, principles of federalism and of the state police power. Uh, Senator Cardin from Maryland uh, said, uh, said that uh, we need to have a uniform criminal law across the United States. Well, if we're talking about interstate wire fraud, that might be the case. But if we're talking about violence, purely interstate violence uh, from one person against another, that falls within the state police power. And Senator Charles Schumer said, uh, how could you possibly oppose this legislation? It is so, uh, so noble in its intentions. How could you oppose it? Well, let me count the ways. First off, uh, let's, let's, let's look at a, a, a federal government of enumerated powers and stepping into the states and prohibiting things that are already prohibited under state law simply is, is over-federalization that we don't need to be engaging in. Uh, and, and secondly, uh, when you look at the people who commit these crimes, if they're doing these things uh, with an audience in mind, an audience of people who are also motivated by, by racism uh, or by uh, you know, gender hatred, uh, or homophobia, uh, if they're doing this to motivate those people to commit uh, copycat crimes, then uh, for the federal government to step in and prosecute them with a substantive crime uh, that is directed at their belief system gives them a bigger platform to espouse their views. And they can legitimately say, I am not being prosecuted for killing another human being I'm not being prosecuted for that. I'm being prosecuted because of my belief system. And this uh, target group that I have singled out in my violence exerts undue influence over the federal government, and they are after you also because of your ideas. So this is essentially an aid program to hate mongers. This is hater aid. In the murder of George Tiller and the shooting that took place at the U.S. Holocaust Museum, 
Uh, some groups of people want to portray those murderers as more than murderers, as terrorists. Yes, if we look at the, uh, the recent headlines, we saw that, uh, that uh, some of these people are, are being portrayed as domestic terrorists. And the way that you defeat a terrorist uh, who wants to be seen as something more than just a criminal, who wants to be a crusader for a certain set of ideas, uh, the way that you defuse that is to put them back into uh, the mold of a criminal. You prosecute them solely for their criminal actions, uh, and you lock them up without giving them an additional platform for espousing their views, uh, and not, and certainly not by prosecuting them uh, based on the ideology that uh, that uh, motivated their criminal actions. So the killer of uh, George Tiller uh, would uh, would not necessarily fall within uh, this legislation uh, because he wasn't uh, killing anyone based on their religion uh, or their sexual orientation or their gender. But then in the case of uh, the Holocaust uh, Museum shooter, he was arguably motivated uh, by his uh, hatred against, uh, against Jews and, and in the process actually shot uh, an African-American. Uh, so he would fall within the ambit of this legislation. Uh, but then someone else uh, from recent headlines, the, uh, the shooter at uh, the Arkansas Army Recruiting Station who killed uh, an Army private who had just finished basic training, uh, was was certainly motivated uh, by statements he's made uh, by hatred of uh, foreign policy uh, of the United States uh, and the deployment of our troops into the Muslim world. All of these are politically motivated uh, violent actors. But because one of these uh, falls within this legislation and not the others, uh, we're, we're, we're playing politics in the criminalization of certain actions. And if you're trying to defeat someone who is politically motivated, this is enormously counterproductive because you're playing the exact politics he is accusing you of playing. David Ritgers is a legal policy analyst at the Cato Institute. Cato Audio is a 60-minute monthly CD that goes into Cato events from around the country. You can subscribe or give it as a gift at cato.org.